Thank you. Doing all right this morning? Yeah, that's all right. I'll wait. I'm patient. Missed it. Happy Mother's Day, all you mamas. <coughs> yeah, you're welcome. <coughs> we, uh, I didn't turn my phone on. My kids are probably pretty jumpy about not getting to their mama. <laughs> that thing will ring when I turn it on, though. Um, I like to do morning services especially in America, early morning, because um, more than likely that's just about the people that are really interested. And uh, <clears throat> so I like to talk to that crowd pretty straight, so hopefully you will be offended good. I want to go back to Luke, where we was at last night. Start right there. I, I got something that's burning on me, and I'm going to talk about it. Uh, Luke, see how far we get. I don't know how far we're going to get. But what kind of what kind of thing is it, is interesting to you that you'd like me to talk about? Luke chapter three. What uh, what about us, my wife and I and our work, uh, what is it that interests you? Anybody? Healing, I heard that. Jesus? Holy Ghost, fire, consecration. Died to ourselves, the power of God, the what? Religious, eternal life. What's required? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Fasting and prayer. Now, I don't know if everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> uh, Luke 3. I have most of those things written down here. On a piece of paper, but uh, well, there's something I'm headed for. Well, uh, Luke three in uh, verse fifteen, it's suspense and waiting expectantly. Verse fifteen and amplified, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. I really, I really, uh, there's some things that's happened to us. A whole bunch of that are very important. Uh, when I when we were going through them, I did not know how important they were. They're they're more important for you than they than than even the the misery we went through to get it is not nearly as costly as how important what we learned out of it to get to you is. Okay, I don't know if you understood that, but. Uh, I went out to a village. See, I, I, I go, I, I'm always, uh, God's blessed me. I don't get 
down. I don't run out of energy. I don't get tired. It's a blessing. Probably my oil field days. You know, I worked straight six years, uh, 24, 12, 24. You know, we worked 12 hours and off 24. I worked six years straight, no days off. You know, and so that kind of conditioned me to, to do it. You know, not looking for time off, not looking for even the family. All we did was make money, a bunch of it. You know, we had a lot of money, a lot of food, a lot of things, but, uh, you know, we didn't have any time off to use it uh, properly. And then when I got into Mexico, uh, I didn't know, y'all, I did. When I went to Mexico, let me, listen. <laughs> We've changed over the years. Uh, when we first went, we were very young. I was just a ball of fire. You know, you, you think that I'm hard to deal with right now? I am way mellow now. Because uh, I want to be. There's, there's, I, I, I have to approach you and to get to you, i got to be calm on the, on the outside. But when I was first went to Mexico, I wasn't calm with a living soul or devil or angel or nothing. We just attacked the devil 100% of the time and never, ever gave in. And it got real exciting. The Holy Ghost sent us to a proper place. There was no gospel. Never, ever had there been a human being come in there and express that Jesus was Lord. Ever how long time was for that part of the world. And it's about, uh, well, I guess mileage-wise, it's about 75 miles square, a block of land. And now it's expanded. Our work is uh, a couple hundred miles square. It's a great big thing. And we, we have work in South Texas all the way in through to Guatemala. There's not a place you can go on the east side of Mexico that we don't have churches. That's about 1,260 miles long, just down through there. And it's uh, pretty nice. I can't go anywhere in Mexico where I live without being without somebody walking up to me and talking to me. Hermano David, como anda, como estás, como le va, all of those things. And it's, that's a blessing. But when we started, see what, what, what you don't want to do, all of you don't want to because you're Americans. You want to be successful from the beginning. You are not going to be. So get over that puny attempt to look holy and understand that you need Jesus. And that you are going to have to go through the fire just like the rest of us are. Let me ask you all a question. Them three Hebrew boys that went in the fire. Do you understand that before they became famous, they were slaves? They were children of people who had disobeyed God and, got, and went into slavery. And they were doing right. In slavery, they were doing right.
You understand? And they decided, they made a decision that they were going to do right no matter what it cost them. And God excelled those folks in slavery right up through the ranks in power, but it took a process of time to do that. And that's what y'all are trying to bypass is the process of time. You can't do that. You got to go through it. You won't be any good if you don't. You got to be a son. God don't raise bastards, illegitimate kids. You understand? To be a son, you got to walk through the family, do the relation, rub shoulders with everybody in the family. You got to put up with me. Ha! And I have to put up with you. Ha! <laughs> and we have to grow together in the Holy Ghost and, and the ways of God and the things of heaven. And, and it's, it's actually a, a thing that we can do. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Y'all, I went to service one night. I mean, I was on fire. They done sent me word they gonna kill me. The thing to light a fella up. That's really exciting to me. I just have to go see if they are, if they can. You know, y'all's term for it is, brother, let's use wisdom. That means go to the pizza house and get out of the way of the devil. Or down to Starbucks and drink some coffee and let it pass by. That's not what it means. It means to be in suspense. Expecting the Holy Ghost to be able to do what He says He can do. I went to church. Got out there and there's some new folks wanting to get born again. They told me about a, a, a woman that was sick across the river. So we went, stripped down, crossed the river. There ain't no bridges. So you got to swim. Cross the river, got over there. When it's 120 degrees, getting in the water is a good thing. Cools you off nice. There was a woman in this village. I had never encountered it personally. It was a uh, uh, very extraordinary for me. It was very extraordinary. Uh, she had, um, what was that, uh, acute spinal meningitis. Does anybody understand that term? There's a difference in spinal meningitis than acute. Acute spinal meningitis is whenever it's got control of you and it twists your bones up like a pretzel. And there ain't, if you are possessed, I tell you it's a devil. Now, you got your opinion. To you, sickness is not a devil. But to me, all of them are a devil. See how easy my life is? Every sickness is a devil. So it gets treated like one, regardless of how small or how big or how important looking or how it doesn't matter, but it, it's a devil. Regardless of how you went about and got it, the root cause was from hell. 
no matter what doors you open or shut or anything else, the root of it is from hell to hurt people. It's a devil. So that, that's how I believe, okay? There, now you've got a solid belief out of me. That ain't easy to do. All right. We went there. Now, look, you see that it still this morning says suspense and expectation, right? All right, let's go over to Galatians while I'm talking. And uh, where was that last night, remember? Yeah, Galatians 5, 1. That's right. <clears throat> I'm supposed to read 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I didn't know, man. I never do, make. I'm supposed to read all these verses, but I never do make it. I just talk about Jesus and miracles, and there it is. stops right there. But you see, I saw this woman. I walked in there, and she's completely naked. You can't put clothes on this lady. There's no way to do it other than cover her up with a blanket over her. And when I saw her, I had never seen a head that was all the way back on the, on the back back here. Her head was all the way back, and he could not move it forward. Her arms, both of them, were at the elbow turned backwards. She was wrapped around this way. Her legs were out to the side, curled around. Just That is not even a possibility for the human anatomy to do. Y'all know that as well as I do. And when I saw her, I was just, I mean, I was just astounded. I mean, I, I, I had never seen or been around that kind of demonic power. Now, you say, Brother David, now, you know, them sicknesses, I mean, you can say what you want. You're not going to convince me. I'm already convinced. That thing's a devil. The suffering that lady was in, the pain, she, she was grinding her teeth off because of the pain. Because you see, there are no killers. The only way you can get pain killers is, is I want to be empty, fire water, moonshine. That's the only way you're going to get her to calm down is to get her drunk. Because there's nothing else out there. There's herbs out there in, them, in the jungles and things, but nothing can control this. Her spine was bent backwards. And the pain, uh, she was just, it was a phenomenal thing to see. And um, I didn't, I, I, honestly, I was, I was not seasoned veteran at the time. <laughs> I, I did not know what to do. So I do what I always do in an uncommon, uncomfortable situation. Attack. Aggressive. Aggression. Against the devil. In the, in the hardest form I, I know to take. And that's just call it right to its face. You're a lying spirit. And I don't know how you can do things. I don't know how it's possible for the human body to contort like that. But I do know that Jesus is king and you're lying. See, I'm a free man. I'm an expectant man. See here it says, in this freedom, I'm looking at this person who is in bondage. That person don't need flowers out of me. 
That person don't need remorse from me. That person needs deliverance. That person needs help. There's no reason for me to be there. I could be home grilling a T-bone steak. I could be home sleeping. If I can't bring deliverance, if I can't express my freedom, why am I there? What's the purpose? To go and Jesus' name be blessed. There ain't no blessing that person. That person is destroyed. They're humiliated. The husband is angry. He 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 don't he can't figure out. He call he's called it witchcraft. So I mean I can see why he would. And and I told him, I said, look, here's how we're gonna fight this. Your anger is not gonna help. So what if you find out who the witch is that's doing this? So we're gonna go now and find another witch and curse that witch, and you're going to get a big fight going in a war that will go down through generations and everybody's going to die. That's the goal of the devil. You hear me? It's the goal of the devil. is to get you so stirred up that you are thinking on how to retaliate, how to make your vindication, your yourself or your family look good. Because somebody has put witchcraft on you or some sickness has come and you're embarrassed. or It doesn't matter the reason. What we've got to do is maintain our expectancy, our freedom. And there's another one. Well, there's a whole list of them i got up here. But there's, there's another thing I want to hit to. Let me read this verse. It says, in this freedom, Christ has made us free. He has completely liberated us. Stand fast then. I'm telling you, the, the way the world is going, it's way out of control. I come up in here, I sound like somebody in a dream to you. I, you know, I come here talking the Word of God and saying we can do this. We can accomplish this, and you walk right outside there getting that car, and nothing has changed. Everything's bearing down on you, and you don't know how to fix it. The way you can fix it is a process. It's believing the Holy Ghost. It is, it is keeping your, your heart prepared in expectancy, regardless of what you encounter. The situation around you is irrelevant. But it is the situation around us is where we live. It is reality. I'm, I'm not asking you to escape reality. I'm telling you to change it. And you got to do that. Like I told my wife before I went to Pakistan and India here last week or a, week, a few, couple of weeks ago, that I've got to go. It ain't got a thing to do with if it's all right or if it ain't all right, if the prophets are saying. It don't matter what the prophets are saying. It matters that I think Jesus wants me to go, and it's faith, because I'm going to go over there and get me another rank. I'm going to get a new stripe. And it's faith in the Holy Ghost. How can you go up into the Pentagon and the White House 
Where do you get these credentials from? When my life, my life hadn't changed, what's changed, what's changed is Jesus in me. What's changed is the amount of anointing on me. I'm the same person. I am a knothead. I am an aggressive individual that will take up the cause any way you want to produce it. <laughs> I'm serious. But the Holy Ghost keeps you dominated. Keeps you expected if you let Him. See, I could go up. There were some folks yesterday in the jet and running through all the... I'm, I'm around demons all day long. And they absolutely have to have a piece of me. And I absolutely have to let them. But you see, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is in charge. Not us. See, like he was saying earlier, you think your hands did it. You think so? What if we ask God to move his power off of you? We'll then let you know who did it. Oh, Brother David, don't even talk like that. Well, why do you think like it? It's not you. It's Jesus. All the way. It says in my Bible that this, so then, stand fast and do not be hampered or held ensnared or submit again to the yoke of slavery which you put off. What I've noticed about humans and it doesn't matter what nation I go in. You go over to Jesus and man, Jesus delivers you and helps you and blesses you. But then you go right back to that line and you stand right beside it. And try to get away with as much as possible. That's not what we've been called to do. We've been called to turn our back on the devil. And sin and everything that so easily beset us. We have not been called to go back into slavery. We have been called to enjoy freedom. Do you understand it's easy to oil up my 44 Magnum and carry it around with me and shoot people? That's easy. It's hard not to. That's the truth. Because, buddy, you lugging around that, that seven-inch barrel on your side, and people look at you like you lost your mind. But they ain't nobody going to mess with you. Because they don't know what you might pull it if you got it on you. You shouldn't wear it if you're not going to pull it. Do you hear me? So you don't wear it. You let the Holy Ghost guide your life and bless you and take care of you. You don't even get close, close that close to the things of slavery, the things that keep you in bondage and hold you. And you know they're problems for you. Stay away from it. Go to freedom and enjoy yourself. Now let's go to John. Let's do a new one. Y'all ready for a new one?
We're just going to build on this. I'm going to go over and over and over this. That's how you teach. It's over and over and over and over and over and over and over stuff. I believe what I was told was you have to talk about stuff about 18 times. And people start getting it. Luke, I mean, uh, John chapter 8. Come on, great Holy Ghost. See, look, there's this lady there. She's all twisted up. And I've never seen a human being like that in my life. I've never, ever seen it. What do you do to fix it? Be careful with your cliches. Because I might address them. If you say, why are you praying in Jesus' name? I might get you by the hand. Right. If it's easy for you to tell me to do it, I'm the kind of a fellow that says, come with me, let me watch you, and then I'll get you on how to do it. <laughs> That's different, isn't it? But no more than two of us in here to agree, and heaven will respond and do anything. <laughs> it's not a whole bunch of us. It's not necessary. Two's enough. Because the Bible says, if two of you will just agree as touching anything, it will be done for them of my Father. Isn't that amazing? I like that. I'm trying to get my wife born again so we can get on the same page. <laughs> See, now she made it another night with me, and she's still smiling. Look at that. <laughs> you notice how we dress the same color and everything? That's my fault. <laughs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm fixing to tell you is amazing. And I'm all, I, can, I can, it's proof. It's proof that it's the Spirit. Now watch. But watch this. Watch what Jesus wants. Verse 32. Y'all are well aware of this. Let's do 31 first. Uh, 8, John 8, 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, See, do y'all believe in Jesus? Yes. Do, do you honestly believe that Jesus is king? Yes. All right, then this applies to you. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. How? In what? In what? Okay. Y'all says the same thing I does. You shall know what? I know that most of you in here that have been saved for any duration of time, in your mind you think you got some things figured out. But I'm not the kind of a guy that's interested in your checkbook. I want, if you got it figured out, if you are that smart, I need this woman healed. Because that was, we was new at this. Not, well, I've been there a while. And we didn't have this thing figured out. I had never seen what I was looking at. I did not know it was possible for these 
demons to get a hold of a person and twist it. I'm not talking about their mind twisted up. I'm talking about the, the frame, the, the bones were bent, not broken, bent backwards. And it was just odd looking to me. And I, I did not know what to do. But you see, the freedom of the Holy Ghost has got to be good enough. Did you hear me? The freedom of the Holy Ghost has got to be good enough. Your idea of loading them up in your car and rushing them to the emergency room and then pawning them off on some drugged up doctor, what is that? Except for an escape goat. That's, that is a lie. You, are, you, you think you've done a good job. You have not. You have just put those people into a chop shop. When you got the freedom in you to let them go. Now we got to change our mentality. It's in our mind, the problem. It's not in the power of the Holy Ghost. It isn't whether this is true or not. It is not whether the expectation is available or not. It is not whether you are free or not. It's whether you have the courage to stand for the Word of God. There you have it. Now, nah, we didn't brought it down to where it's your fault. That woman sitting there is just about... She is not passed out in pain, but just about it. Those Indian brothers standing there are looking at me. And I'm standing there. <laughs> amazed. Something's going to have to change or we're going to get in trouble here. I'm going to tell you what changed. Freedom changed. You can read on down, go all the way on down. It says in verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, what are you? If you can believe the truth, you can be free. Because see, when Jesus said these words, was well before Paul writing to the Galatians. We're talking years and years here. But Paul understood the freedom. So do I. I'm not kidding you. I, I was sitting there looking. This, this took about this took about 30 minutes for me to get the courage up to touch her. And I told the, the, the couple of those pastors, they were new pastors. We gonna touch her, and she's gonna stand up healed. And they looked at me and said, that has never happened before. We, none of us have ever heard, even of witch doctors, being able to take this off of people. I said, that's why we got to do it. Because we are new. We are fresh. We are anointed. We are free. And if we're not, we go home. If I can't do this, I'm going to go back to my house, tell my wife at daylight, we're going back to America. I'm going back in the oil field, and I'm going to make millions of dollars. And I'm going to run drugs out of Mexico, 
and guns and peanut butter back in. And I'm going to be a millionaire. That's what I'm going to do. If we can't do this, why are we going to act like, why are we going to act religious and appease our consciences? What is that? Come on. Come on. It's either right or wrong. You might enjoy your appeasement. I don't. I've never seen that lady. I didn't know these people. I've never met them in my life. But I felt responsible to help them. And that responsibility comes from the Holy Ghost. Responsibility and courage are part of freedom. You listening? Y'all, it really happened. I, re I, 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 re I reached over there and I grabbed that woman by the head. In the name of Jesus, be healed. And I mean it happened. You should have you just been there to see it. The, the bones snapping and crackling. And the look on her face as her head started twisting back around into shape. And the bones in her back popping and cracking and her legs coming around. And she just stood straight up healed. And I mean, the rest of us. Little by little backing up. All of us. Because nobody seen that. None of us. I mean, and I'm supposed to be some great leader, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going, dude, check it out. My God. <laughs> God, man. <laughs> Woo! I mean, that's where you freak out right there. Ain't none of this tripping out of here. I knew it's coming, brother. Praise God. Yeah. Ain't nobody knew it was coming. Nobody had ever seen it before. But, but, that husband walked up to me and he grabbed me on both arms. He said, is this how the gospel is? I said, absolutely. Even though it was my first time to see it. I said, this is the gospel. What you saw is the way it's supposed to be. He said, then we want it. My whole house is getting born again. So they got born again. And they're still with me. All of them. Okay. Now, that lit me up. I have to tell you, that was fairly excitable. I went home and I mean, I come in yonder and my wife's fixing me something. She, she, you know, I brag on her all the time, but she's not one of these women that when I come in, no matter what time it is, one, two, three, four in the morning, she always is up and fixing me something to eat, taking care of Buddy, you know, when they, I don't like them lazy people. And she's not that. And she's in there. Fixing me something to eat, and I'm sitting there going, oh, boy, I can't let them. 
So I started telling her about this miracle. She turned around there and just full of the Holy, just blessed, anointed, crying, weeping. I ate, went to, went to bed. But I don't know what time it was, right before daylight. She wakes me up. Help. And I looked at her, and her head is turning back on her neck, going backwards. That thing followed me home. My wife hadn't been sick. And I'm telling you, just in a few minutes from the time she woke me up, we started into a battle. This thing got on her, and by the time the kids got in there, she looked like that woman back at the village. See, you're not going to tell me it's not a spirit. That thing came right home with me. It came in my house and got on my prized possession and decided it was going to take her out if it couldn't have the other one. And I mean all day long. I bathed her in alcohol. I bathed, you could, there's no, her, she was so red from the fever. It was, a, there's no hospital, forget that. Them th that thing was 100 miles away. The closest one. And I wouldn't take her there anyway. So, she's got orders that if she takes me there, she better pray I die. That's how it is. Because if I get healed, something's going to happen. You don't go there. It's the devil. The place is worse than what you got. No matter what it is. So, it was one hour, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hours. And I'm so weary from fighting. And it's just been one day. She is so tormented. Her neck, her head is back. Her arms are twisted. She, Man, it's the freakiest thing you've ever seen in your life. How could a person go... One minute healed, the next minute the devil's on. And she was innocent. Do you hear me? She did not do something to cause that thing to come on her. She just took care of me and heard about it and it got her. There wasn't any doubt, there wasn't any opening doors. That devil come in there and plowed us. Do you hear me? Okay. And it got in the afternoon. And it's time for me to go to church again. And I got up because she was delirious. She was gone. She wasn't there. And every now and then she'd come back to me. And the pain was so intense. And then she saw me up getting ready. I was putting on my motorcycle boots. And putting on my gear. Packing my backpack. Getting ready to go out to church. And she begged me. Please, David, don't leave me by myself. I am going to die. And it looked like she was going to die. It smelled like it. To her, she was almost there already. 
And I told her point blank, this is something you won't ever get out of her. She won't do it no more. Don't put me to having to make the decision between you and the calling of God. Now then, that's a real touchy subject with y'all. Because another excuse y'all use is no matter what, my family's first. Show me that in the Bible. That's a humanistic approach to religion. I'll tell you what the Word of God says, no matter what, Jesus is first. Ha! And y'all have to know, I take care and love her, she... There, now, ministry in her sometimes changed position. But Jesus is always first. You understand the difference? There's a big difference, what I'm saying here. And I told her, because she was there for a minute, even though in much pain, she's begging me, please don't go. I mean, she's all twisted up and, man, it's rough. David, please, don't leave me. I'm not going to make this. And I told her, Ms. Hogan, I'm going to preach the gospel. Jesus sent me here to preach the gospel. He did not send me here to believe with you that you're going to die. Now, see, that there's a little bit hard for y'all. I understand that. But so is us always getting healed. That's also hard for you. And there's a reason we do. Because we obey the Holy Ghost. We follow expectation, we follow freedom, and we walk in truth. You hear me? And sometimes, somebody has to pay. And at this point, it's her and, uh, and me, because I'm leaving. I told my secretary. She said, Brother David, please, don't you leave. Miss Hogan thinks she's going to die. I said, I understand that. Don't you let her die. i got to go preach the gospel. I'll be back. She said, you can't put that kind of responsibility on me. Hmm. I just did it. <laughs> but Brother David, you, What? I'm the only one that has to trust Jesus around here. I'm the only one that can lay hands on the sick and them recover. You get your Bible and you come in here and sit down beside that woman and you read the Word of God to her and let the Word of God do it without you then. I said, but I'm going to preach the gospel. I will be back in Jesus' name. I got on that motorcycle. I was mad about it. I, it, it was hard inside to leave her because I've been called to protect her and take care of her and she likes that don't you tell him yes <laughs> and I want y'all to know I went out there I preached you wouldn't believe the sermon on healing I preached I made them get healed I forced them to get healed. And I came back in, all the way back in, the devil's telling me what I'm going to find when I get home. 
how bad it's going to be. How are you going to explain? Because I come from a part of the United States where kinfolk take up for the part of other kinfolk. If something would have happened to her, her kinfolk would have been at my door with a 30-30. That's a rifle. And they'd have been talking to me from the business end of that rifle. I can't let anything happen to her. The Holy Ghost is well aware of them kinfolk. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I come riding up on that motorcycle. I never checked up. I went through the front gate. I never, I'm telling you, I went, I hit that front door of that house, blowed through it on top. I was still on the motorcycle. Went through two gates, bang, bang, slid to a stop in the, in the living room by the couch. I got off that thing. I'm dripping mud everywhere. Ms. Hogan don't care. She's sick. I got to, I was sweating, man. I pulled them clothes off, riding gloves. I come on. I hit that door of my bedroom. Bam. With them riding boots. I was lit, boy. And that woman sitting there, she looked at me. She said, listen now, this is her words. Tell them if I'm telling the truth now. Thank you for obeying God. Isn't that something? Yeah. Because as soon as my motorcycle got out of hearing distance, the Holy Ghost came in the room, touched her, and instantly healed her. Come on. That's why you need the anointing. That's why you need obedience. That's why you need courage. That's why you need freedom. That's why you need expectancy. If you don't keep those things in order in your heart, your spirit, and your home, you're going to be defeated. Hello. Brother David, you're putting a lot of responsibility on me. Duh! <laughs> I know that. That's exactly why I'm not going to take responsibility for your mistakes. You are. We are going to be who we're supposed to be in Jesus. You understand? Are you there? All I'm doing is telling you what the Bible says. It's up to you to obey it. Hello? Another thing came in my house. Y'all ever heard of uh, whooping cough? Some of you remember it. Most young people that had never heard of it before. Don't know what it does. Tosferina. It's a devil. Of course, like I told you, I believe all of them are. They got this great idea... <laughs> I'm going to be cautious as I can with those liberal Greenpeace devils. Now, that's as cautious as I'm going to get with them. If you're a liberal devil, you need to be rebuked. Okay, I rebuke you. Anyway, 
got this good idea. Had never been any any uh, Tosferina. Um, I just said it. Hooping cough down there where we live. So they get this great idea. We got to inject everybody and put up this resistance to hooping cough that's never been there. So they go out there. It's a project come from the United Devil of Nations. another thing I believe <laughs> so they're going to inoculate all these people so they go out there and it's a great idea to help them it's a bad idea because the bug inside that inoculation see y'all from little bitty get inoculated you're, you got resistant things in you that you carry with you. And it wouldn't affect you one bit. But somebody that has no tolerance, the smallest bug becomes a big bug. They created a plague of whooping cough. And we didn't know what was happening. We Now it's all figured out and all this. But then it wasn't. They went through all these villages, all these little kids and adults and everybody, just putting it to them, boy. He actually this. I mean, boy, popping it to them. It wasn't even six weeks. It was about four weeks later. Hundreds of people are dying. I mean, hundreds. You want to talk about population control? I got an answer for you. Go somewhere where they had never been inoculated, inoculate them, and then a plague will break out. And it won't be no. Look at that. See, we told you it was coming. Well, they brought it. All right. That made me mad. But we're out there in these villages praying for these people. And I mean, I had never seen, I never knew what whooping cough could do. I never saw it before. But that is a seriously bad way to die. I hailed dozens and dozens of people as they died. And I prayed and asked Jesus for mercy. And I didn't get my way all the time. But one night I came home and I was telling my family about it. Boy, it was, you know, I was explaining it. Very next morning, my daughter has it. Crystal, my oldest daughter. She starts just a little bit of a cough. Man, we started vitamin C, oranges, you know, fighting the way you fight things. You try your best. You heat up your lemonade. You put your, your, your vitamins in there and you, you get it up. But no, that thing was way bigger than us. Now listen to this. My daughter is dying with whooping cough. If she's laying there, Ms. Hogan's a witness, she can't even pick her own head up. If she's laying on top of me, she's completely healed. If I lay her down beside me, she's dying with whooping cough. I pick her up and put her, I mean, we did this. I don't know how many times we did this. <clears throat> it came right down to it, to the end. And I love, uh, I, uh, I love my family. They're fun to me. I enjoy being around them. Even now they're adults, they're still pretty much fun. 
Being an adult's a drag most of the time. That's why I try not to act like one. I try to act like the toddler that I'm supposed to be so I can get into the kingdom of God. <laughs> I went in there. I kissed my daughter on the cheek. I got my backpack on. I got to go to church. My wife's just standing there looking because she knows. I know. But we don't think the little, the little girl knows. And she looked me right in the face. I li Listen to this. Daddy, I love you. I'd have kissed her on the forehead. I love you too, baby. But daddy, if you go to church, I won't be here. <laughs> when you get back. I said, yes, you will, darling. No, sir. I'm going to go and be with Jesus. <laughs> and I said, oh, man. Whew. I said, now, listen, honey. I can't let you talk like that. And here, what's this? She don't. She's little. She does not know what she's saying to me. Now what? She says. Now this is a little girl, little bitty girl, innocent, sweet. But daddy, it's the truth. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her. Is it the truth? Hello? From what I know about the disease, it is the truth. From where she is with in her body where it has developed, the, the disease has matured to inside of her frame, it is the truth, isn't it? But the truth that I know from right here is different than the truth coming out of her innocent mouth. See, the devil is trying to manipulate me with the truth. Hello? It is true that she's going to die. It is true that there's nothing I can do about it. It is true that she is in but it's also true that the devil's using that to control my life. And my freedom is not up to the devil. Are you hearing me? And it don't matter what my baby beautiful darling says. It don't matter how my wife feels about it. It don't matter how I feel about it inside. This is true. Right here. I was crying. I didn't want to go. See, you feel like you have the right to stay. I don't feel that way. I feel like I have to obey the Holy Ghost. And that is preach the gospel. And set the captive free. But Brother David, it's going to cost you your dearest possessions. I got that. But let me ask you a question. How much do I really possess that possession? And how much does God possess it? Is that not the true question? 
Is it not my emotions that are running me? Is it, it is true what she said, but am I not emotionally tied to that truth? But isn't the blood of Jesus the true gospel? Isn't that the true freedom? Boy, when I fired that motorcycle up, I want you to know it didn't take me long to get where I was going. How could have won a race? I could have got the Baja that day. I preached the gospel, came home the whole way home. Same story. I mean, I mean that devil's tormenting my mind. You're an idiot. You say you love your kids. You say you're willing to die for them. You just left and let that baby die. Same story, right straight through all the doors. I never checked up on that motorcycle. I used to park that thing every night in the living room, didn't I, Miss Hogan? Hey, wake up. Say that board. I went busting in there. I couldn't find nobody. I went in her room. It was she wasn't there. I couldn't find them. They was having a party in the backyard. <laughs> My little old daughter. When I drove off, I'm telling you, Miss Hogan's a witness. That girl came up out of the. I was just got out of hearing motorcycle, and that girl sat up and said, "Mama, Jesus healed me." And just like that, whooping cough, gone. Come on. Yeah. You say you want the gospel out of me. You say you want the cost of the gospel. Well, I'm giving it to you. You got to let go of yourself and who you think you are and what you think you possess and your rights. And you got to let the credentials of the Holy Ghost, you got to let the anointing of the Holy Ghost come on you. Do you hear me? Otherwise, you're going to stay in this state of perplexity that you're in right now, and you're going to keep being frustrated, and it's not mine nor Jesus' fault. Because both of them, him and myself, have told you the truth. Hello? Look what it says right here. I really love this. Because see y'all's uh, pretextos. What is that in English? Excuses. Your excuses are very valid. Well, what's what these, these Jews fellows sitting around there, these big shot teacher people, they look at Jesus and they thought he lost his mind. I know you're Abraham's seed, and you're trying to kill me. My word doesn't have any place in you. Are you one of these religious people? Are you honestly looking for the truth? Who are you? You need, you need to really, really assess who you are in Jesus and who you're looking for. What, what, do, you really look, what do you really want? You can tell I've made those decisions. I speak to you of what, what I see my father do. See, the things I'm telling you, I've watched Jesus do it. I've watched my father do this. And I know it's real. 
I know what I'm telling you is solid, stable foundation. I know it is. And it says right here, and they said to him, and they answered Jesus, Abraham's our father. He said, well, I know, I know it. If you was Abraham's children, you'd do the works of Abraham. What kind of works did Abraham do? Faith. Faith. He didn't do what was popular. Popular was staying home with his family and being wealthy and being protected. Faith sent Abraham out by himself to do the job of the Holy Ghost. It says, that you seek to kill me, verse 40. And the reason you do is because I told you the truth. <laughs> then they said to him, Yuri, we're not born of fornication. We have a one father. And then look at verse 44. Jump on down. You're of your father, the devil. Now those words are in red. You all want just that lovey-dovey, sloppy, agape pitch, you know? You want greasy grace. But you're not going to get that. The Lord Jesus is truth, and it hurts the flesh. The flesh has got to submit to the Holy Ghost. If you want real freedom, real power, real anointing, we have got to obey the gospel. Understand? We can't just do what we want to do. That's why we have to work on relationships, submission to each other. We have to work on how, as a group, we can accomplish getting all of Chicago born again. You think, well, that's not possible. That's because you believe doubt. Truth says it is. It is possible. I'm telling you, we have entire villages born again in large amounts. What, what if? Or what's this? You have villages ranging from 500 to 5,000 in a, in a municipality, that's uh, in a county. Okay? And you get, what if you got all of the county born again? Then you can work on getting all the other counties born again around there. And the next thing you know, you got the whole state. I just left India. The gods, of the, the lead gods of Asia, India, and all of that area, continent, subcontinent. Buddhism, Hinduism. Those are your lead demons. Okay? Do you know that the Holy Ghost broke out over there? I, know, I did not know this. This is information y'all probably don't know either. I did not know that the Holy Ghost broke out over there. Do you understand that an entire state in the now largest per capita population in the world is born again? In India. I did not know that. There's an Indian army that surrounds that whole state to keep that from spreading. <laughs> I'll tell you, I can't believe the power of the Holy Ghost. It's so... They won't even allow a foreigner of any nation to go there because they don't want anybody to incite them to good works. 
because they're afraid that all of India will get born again. What a good problem. I love that. You, oh, man, you're talking about somebody that needed to hear that. Me. Moi. I believe that we can do this, see. It doesn't matter the obstacles, everything you've been fighting. Look, it's been trivial so far, but you turn on to God, you're going to turn into some, fighting some big demons. You hear me? They coming. Man, look what you got to look forward to. More devils. Bigger devils. Man, that's awesome. It's wonderful. But first of all, we're going to have to come up with some expect expectancy, freedom, and truth. Okay? Stand up and let's pray together. Por favor. Holy, holy, holy. Aquí está la Biblia, Débora, por favor. No sé por qué. This is what we're going to do. I realize this is the morning service. We've got 20 minutes. I set aside 20 minutes because possibly there's enough people in here that's listening to me that wants what I'm fixing to say. Two things. I want to first of all see if anybody needs to be born again. That's primary with me. Even in my pastor's meetings in Mexico, when I know it's only pastors sitting there, I still ask them if somebody wants to get born again. You know, I was there one day. Is it all right to? Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and do it. Yeah, what about this spiritual talk? I mean, like possession. I mean, I mean, like real, you know, scary stuff. You know, like you know, Medusa stuff. You know who Medusa is? A Greek. We had our own. I saw it myself. It is wow. I looked at it. I didn't. I didn't turn to stone or nothing. what the devil did. Look here, I'm up here. I got 47 pastors, right? And I'm talking to them about just how to run a church. You know, try not to. I'm not there to Americanize them. It ain't working. Y'all don't work. What works is the gospel. All right? Try, what, what I'm trying to teach these people is how to let the Holy Ghost move in their services and try not to control God. That's what you try to do. Because see, people come in, pretty clothes, you put your smelly good on, you come in, you sit in the same spot every day, every time you have church. That's called religion. All right, anything that you fabricate is from the flesh. So we got to get away from that. So I'm trying to talk these people into getting free, to be free. And this guy starts walking in out of the job. I'm looking at him, I'm watching, I'm talking. But this guy just starts walking straight to me out of the woods. All right? This is wild. All right. You know, I did not, I, they didn't inform me that this was going to happen. They knew, some of them. It would have been nice to know that this fellow's coming up in you know, with snakes sticking out of his head. Just lost them. They don't believe snakes.
but it was. Because you can take and pull them out of there and chop them up in the shed and throw them in the fire and they burn. It's real. So, he gets closer to me and he's got this wild looking hairdo. Except it wasn't a hairdo. It wasn't cornrows or it wasn't braids. It was animales, buddy. It was snakes. And he comes walking up in there. And I'm, I'm, I haven't fasted and prayed for a week. But we, what we do is every other day we fast. It, it don't matter what. I got, you, do, you don't understand about having to stay ready. You want to be a good soldier? You keep yourself in shape for the fight. Because if you want to fight, they're going to fight with you. And I do. Como quiera. <laughs> Santo nombre Cristo. And I turned, look at this fella and show us the world turned up. It was a little bit take you back. And you know what he said to me? He's doing this. It's like a movie or something, scary thing. Help me. Help me. Shut man. <laughs> I said, that's close enough, fella. <laughs> I had never seen what I was looking at. I thought it was some kind of a... I didn't know what to think. I didn't know how they had them attached. But there's these little snakes, you see. And now I got to looking at it, and the thing was, sure enough, it was embrujado, bewitched by the devil. He got down on his knees and said, Jesus, please, please, they told me to come here, that you was going to be here, and that your God could deal with this. I said, they told you right, buddy. I said, now, I'm absolutely impressed. Where'd you get them devils from? He said, I, there's this witch doctor, and he told me his name, and it, you know, and all that. I said, well, then, this is going to be fun. We laid our hands on him, made him pray to get born again, and ain't nothing happened. They carried him back home, and I set up for him, pastors, sit with him around the clock. I changed out two pastors every hour, rotating. It was a Friday night. At midnight. This guy goes into a convulsions, foam at the mouth, you know, arch it, the whole thing. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. Probably you hide from that, probably. Go down to the pizza parlor. <laughs> These snakes came out one by one out of his head. They chopped them, threw them in the fire. And 100% of the time, dealing with witchcraft, when you're dealing with a thing like this, it burns green every time. Green. Remember that when you see green in the fire. And uh, when that boy got delivered that night, the snakes have never been back. The blood of Jesus is triumphant. His whole family got born again. And that's how we started our church in that village. But I'm telling you, the power of the Holy Ghost 
is greater than any of these spooky manifestations, any of these things that happen around us, any witchcraft, any powers of the devil. You don't have to worry about those things. You hear me? Hello? All right. I want two things. I want freedom and I want souls. That's what I want. I know it's right. I know it's right to go for it. I know it's right to obtain it. And that's what we're going to do. Okay? Let's begin to worship God. Please, just go ahead and start worshiping God. Great Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. Come on, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name. If you hear and you don't know Jesus, I'd like to invite you to come right so we can pray. If you're backsliding here and you want Jesus, come right now, come. You need Jesus. If you don't, do not know Jesus is Lord. Come on, great Holy Ghost. If you don't know Jesus, come. It's not time to be ashamed or afraid. Come on up. You coming? Right there. That's good. You're doing great. Don't you be afraid or ashamed. Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus, come. Or... You feel like inside of you, you're backslid. Come right now. Don't stand there. Come on. Great Holy Ghost. That's good. See, let me tell you something. You see this young man right here? I started talking about them snakes and I saw some people look at him. Like, oh my God, you're getting a little too heavy, David. It ain't got to do with heavy. It's got to do with truth. People respond to truth. You hear me? You hear me? Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Need Jesus. Yes, sir. Is anybody else? Holy Ghost in Jesus name great Holy Ghost you need Jesus now that's a great idea that's it. oh it's possible 